Toe, and we'll get started. All right, perfect. Friends, welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We are continuing to talk to candidates that participated, that were on the ballot in the 2020 election locally, local candidates. One of the major victors on Tuesday, November 3rd in Seminole County was Supervisor of Elections Chris Anderson. He had a very strong victory over tough opposition to be elected as Supervisor of Elections in his very first campaign. He actually has been serving as Supervisor of Elections after having been appointed to the position by Governor DeSantis a couple of years ago. We're going to go to Chris in just a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to let you know that our program and all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLADoor. That's 866-FLADoor. And be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now let's go to Chris Anderson, Supervisor of Elections for Seminole County. Hello, Chris. Thank you for joining us, and congratulations on a very uh, impressive victory on Tuesday, November 3rd. Thank you very much for having me, and I appreciate it. I'm very grateful that the voters of Seminole County uh, gave me the opportunity to continue serving in the capacity as their supervisor of elections. And you know, can you talk about you know? And, and I just for for so our listeners will know, and uh, some, many of them already know because uh, I know they are very close observers. But we also talked about it a little bit on, on our program a few times when you joined us. You know, that was a very impressive win because that was a hard-fought race. The Democrats really were coming after you. They wanted that supervisor of elections position very, very badly. Um, money came in from around the country to support your opponent. Um, if I'm not mistaken, even the, the Democrat Party contributed to your opponent, which I don't even – never even heard of. Um, I mean, the National Democrat Party never even heard of, um, you know – that kind of thing for for, for for local constitutional officer positions. So anyway, my point is there was a, a very strong um, effort to to, to, to to defeat you, basically, to, to win that position for the Democrats, and you prevailed with a very uh, sounding, uh, resounding endorsement from the citizens. So, you know, I commend you, and congratulations. And did you have any thoughts on, you know, what are some of your thoughts on, you know, the reasons that, that you, you had such strong support? I think that people recognize that uh, being uh, 100% authentic and being genuine about the conduct of the election and my intent to offer fair and equitable elections in Civil County. And I had bipartisan support from many Democrats and many Republicans that supported my efforts. And that's what what defined uh, the candidacy, you know, and... That didn't happen for my opponent, and I walked into a campaign having strong support because I was always genuine and authentic, no matter who I was in front of, and I conveyed my message of protecting their vote. I did that. You know, I had a chance to show the citizens of Seminole County exactly what I was capable of in the, in the Oviedo election, the presidential preference, and the August primary. Uh, before uh, we even got to the general election. And then, of course, we had the general election that solidified that I was capable of 
not only doing the job, but excelling at it in many ways uh, with uh, having COVID-19 placed on top of the election cycle this year. You know, that's a, a great point because I think that, you know, you kind of had a, an opportunity to, to quote-unquote audition, if you will, because, you know, you were appointed um, to the position when, uh, you know, former Supervisor of Elections Mike Cartel was, you know, uh, got the position of uh, Secretary of State in Florida, was appointed to that. Um, and so you were appointed by Governor DeSantis, and you had not run a campaign before, but you actually had a chance to, to serve in the office. And I think that, you know, um, you you citizens had a chance to see what you could do, uh, you know, uh, good or bad, and obviously um, you, you 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 did good, and, and and they recognized that. Yeah, and I, I look at the election as a as a uh, an evaluation from my my bosses, which are the voters, uh, as to whether or not they thought that I did a good enough job to remain uh, in as the supervisor of election, and uh, I think they voted overwhelmingly uh, to to say that I did a good job. And, I mean, it wasn't easy. Uh, my first presidential election cycle was in the midst of a worldwide pandemic that 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 had, uh, you know, effect across the entire world. And, you know, uh, I'm very grateful to the, my team. You know, success is a bottom-up concept. Uh, without those dedicated men and women at the Supervisor of Elections Office that I served alongside of, um, I don't believe we would have been as successful. And, I'm very grateful for their dedication as we moved into uh, the general election. We're speaking with Chris Anderson, Supervisor of Elections for Seminole County. He was elected to continue to serve in that position in the election on Tuesday, November 3rd. Now I've got a a, a more general question for you, Chris. Of course, we're seeing you know na- uh, elections uh, results in close elections around the country, uh, which are a real mess. I mean, this is as we talked about earlier before you joined us with the, with our listeners, you know, this is one of the most um, turbulent uh, presidential election aftermaths in American history, literally could even be the most um, And part of it's due to, I think, lack of uh, quality, uh, you know, efforts by, su- by various election boards or supervisor of elections. What are some of the, what would you say are some of the, the, the things that you were able to do in Seminole County to prevent the kind of chaos that we're seeing around at other places in the, certain other places in the country? Well, I will tell you that the state, uh, in partnership with the Department of State, we were very, we, we knew the stakes were high before the election year began. So we put processes in place that would uh, ultimately make us successful. And, you know, one of those things is the counting of vote-by-mail ballots prior to election day. Uh, Florida law had just recently changed to allow us 22 days to start counting vote by mail about 22 days prior to the general election, prior to any election. That gives us time to, to count, which is a good thing. Um, it, it gives us the time to make sure that we're producing the correct results on election night. So I think that was a, a very decisive thing. Uh, the cure affidavit, uh, having the ability to turn that in two days after the election. Give me folks a chance to fix any issues that they might have had with their vote by mail ballot. Being able to vote early. You know, some states still don't vote early, and having the early voting option uh, reduced the lines that could have been produced on election day, right? You had uh, in Seminole County, we had 115,000 people vote early. And just imagine if those 115,000 people couldn't vote early, you would have seen them on election day. 
because they're making a decision to vote in person. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that we do here in the state of Florida from the, the state level down to the local level. You know, so we chose in Seminole County, not we didn't need the whole 22 days uh, uh, to start counting vote by mail ballots, but I made a decision to start counting a little earlier than we normally would have started to count because I could see that we were getting a high request, as a matter of fact. We got 132,000 vote by mail requests, and we had 109,000 people decide to vote uh, by mail. So having making that decision on the local level to literally start counting earlier than we mo- we normally plan to do it uh, was a, a great combination. So as you can see, the state gave us the, the guideline, and now the, at the local level, we use that and apply it to to what we're seeing on the ground, and it works out great. Thanks for sharing great, great insights with us. And, uh, you know, we've got about time for one more question. We're speaking with Chris Anderson. He was elected to continue to serve as supervisor of elections in Seminole County on Tuesday, November 3rd. Um, you're, you're, as you look forward the next four years, what are some things that you, uh, you know, your, some of your goals and things that you would like to implement at the supervisor of elections office? Well, the first thing that we'll be able to do is we're going to transition to ballot-on-demand printing, which means that there's no more writing precinct numbers on our ballots. And I know that it was something that, you know, came up uh, with voters that were seeing that, um, and they thought that maybe that was a something that was wrong. But, no, you have to write that precinct number has to be on your ballot because we have to report precinct level results per Florida State statute. But now we won't have to write on that. It will be pre-printed uh, as you come and uh, vote. So that's the first thing we're going to transition to. But I'd like to see us move into the digital age of utilizing, uh, being able to uh, interact with voters through a smartphone app. And I'm very excited about that. I think it's a kind of a fresh idea uh, in elections that you have a vote seminal app that you can communicate with us, that we can communicate with you offering some of our web services at the palm of your hands and uh, doing it in, in a way that we can communicate with uh, folks that uh, like to use that medium of communication. So it's really just increasing our connections with the voters in the next four years and getting them prepared for uh, the general elections, both in 2022 and 2024. Thank, thank for sharing great ideas with us. It's obvious to see why you're on top of things and uh, kind of at the front of the curve, if you will, on innovative ideas and, and things that will make the Supervisor of Elections Office more efficient, which I'm sure was a big reason why you, the voters, had such confidence, expressed such confidence in you on Tuesday, November 3rd. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was great having you join us throughout the course of the election, um, uh, pre, pre-election on our program, and sharing you know, who you're, what you're all about with our listeners and your goals and your accomplishments. And uh, we wish you the best over the next four years. Thank you very much, and I look forward to uh, sharing some more time on air with you. Sounds Take great. Care. Thank you. Well, friends, we'll go good break in a moment. Hope you enjoyed that segment with Supervisor Elections Chris Anderson. Very insightful as well. I um, want to, of course, remind you that I give a shout out to our friends Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video. And of course, that's where your memories last forever. And they, of course, let you know that and many of you already know because you're already customers. And um, they tell, I uh, appreciate you telling Vito and Rhonda um, that you hear about 
of them on our on our stations and on our program. Um, but you can find them at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. They would love to see you. Drop by and see them. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. <laughs> 